Hi, everybody. Welcome to our Sailorville Church podcast for this week. And uh, my name is Jason Jackson. I'm on staff here at Sailorville. And my goodness, I'm really glad that uh, you're joining us wherever you are, consuming this content and watching this podcast, listening to it, maybe. And I'm really excited today because we've got a great topic, a great text to talk about. And I'm here with my good friend, Zach McGregor. We call him Z-Mac here at Sailorville. And uh, we've been friends for about five years since my wife and I moved to Iowa. But you've been here at Sailorville for longer than that, right? Yeah, about nine years or so. My goodness. Tell us a little bit about your family. I know you've got a you've got a bride. You've got two boys. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about why you love them. Stace, my wife, and two boys, Jake and Luke. Uh, yeah, just kind of the apple of my eyes. Just yeah. really enjoying being dad and being a, being a husband, and yeah, love yeah. a lot. So Zmac, uh, you know, he's got one of those smiles that you can see from a mile away. We just love uh, love hanging out with him and. Um, we've got, we go back a little bit because they've been leading a small group here. Uh, we call them community groups now at Sailorville for, since before we were around and doing a great job with that. And everybody I talk to that's ever been in your group is like, my goodness, we just love Zach and Stacy so much. And we've had the opportunity to interact in a different way the last, I guess, year or so. My son, our son, Judah is in, uh, some of our local Ankeny sports, and Zach's got a son, Jake, that's um, is about the same age as Judah, and yeah. so they've been competing against each other, and they're really yeah. funny to watch, actually. Yeah, yeah, they're fun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they play baseball and now soccer, and actually, that's one of the things that I appreciate about, about Zach is uh, their involvement in our community here. He's trying to be a light and salt in our community, and I've got a couple neighbors that know Zach and Stacy, and they just, they just love him, and you've been an influence, even on my street, Zach, so thank, thanks for doing that, really. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, uh, let me pray, and we're going to get kicked off here. I'm just going to read the text from, uh, just this amazing text, yeah. really, from Sunday that we had the privilege of looking at together, and then I'll have you kind of talk about um, identity, and then a little bit of how that uh, sort of corresponds with your story, and you'll learn some things about Zach and hopefully be encouraged um, today uh, through our discussion. All right, let's pray. Father, we're really grateful that we can call you Father, first of all. Thank you so much for that privilege, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about today uh, why we get to call you Father, but just as we begin this conversation, thank you. We just pause and say thank you for the amazing mm-hmm. privilege of being able to call you Daddy, um, you are the father that we crave. You're the father that we are meant to have. And whether we've got great relationships with our dads or with father figures in our lives, you are that perfect ultimate father. And we're so grateful for that today. So thank you, Father, for being that kind of dad in our lives. And those of us that are dads, uh, help us to be really great examples, godly examples of, of dads to our kids, and maybe even to kids that are around us as well. In your name, amen. amen. All right, Zach, this fantastic passage. We're in this series in uh, the book of Ephesians, unwrapping God's masterpiece, really. Um, and it's Paul writing to his friends in Ephesus. And uh, I'll, I'll start in verse 3, and then we'll kind of go through to the end of our passage from Sunday morning, verses 5 and 6. Paul says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us in Christ, right? That's a key phrase. Okay with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. 
So Zach, there's a man. There's just a ton of really good deep stuff in here. Yeah. But we talked about this a little bit on Sunday. This whole phrase, this idea of, of finding our identity in Christ. In Christ, what? Tell us a little bit about why that's so important. This idea of being in Christ, not just with Christ, but in Christ. Yeah. Again, just like what the passage talks about in the in the first half in verse three and four. In Christ, we have all of the spiritual blessings in, in the heavenly places. Yeah. So we get it all. Inside of Christ, you have all of it. And outside of your Christ, you have none of it. Wow. And it's so key. And like you brought up that illustration about the roller coaster, you're not, you're locked and loaded, you're in. <laughs> and I guess that is one of the beauties of the gospel. Um, you get all of Christ and he gets all of you. Huh. And it's all of it. I mean, I know maybe this isn't language that we typically use, but that mystical or that spiritual union yeah. that the scriptures te- teaches a lot about. And you're married, I'm married, yeah. and we, you get all of your spouse and she gets all of you. Yeah. And in the gospel, it's the exact same way. It's wonderful yeah. theology, wonderful truth to think about that. And just as you're reading it too, Jason, mm. um, it, it's hard to imagine what the church would be like without a passage like that. Wow. Ephesians 1, yeah. uh, which is that first of doxology in Ephesians chapter 2, when you guys eventually get to it, yeah. I mean, it's hard to imagine what the church would be like without some of these key passages, so yeah, just wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. I, somebody was asking me the other day, you know, what, what, what did I think about when the early church, when the Ephesians had this read to them or read it themselves, you know, what, how would they have reacted to this? And I think, you know, it's very similar in the way that we should react, probably. Yeah. Uh, we are identified or labeled or defined by so many things other than being in Christ, right? Uh, to, to know that we are in Christ, and because we're in Christ, you said it, because we're in Christ, we have all these blessings. Outside mm-hmm. of Christ, we don't have any of these things. So what are some things, Zach, maybe that you've come across that, that define people that should be defined by being in Christ. What do we what do we tend to look for? What do we tend to identify with? What are we labeled as? This this whole idea of of identity is super super important in our culture and maybe even for our kids, you know, we got kids growing up right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at least in Americana, it's it's your job. It's yeah. like you kind of mentioned some of those stuff, your your zip code, the clothes you wear, the car you drive, yeah. your performance. Yes. It's very performance behavioral based type uh, mentality in Americana. Yeah. But. So what's the danger in that? Like for Christians, let's say, those of us who are in Christ, to live as if we find our identity or to live as if our true identity is in something else? Well, I mean, it. well, in Christ, in the person of Christ, we have all the spiritual blessings. So when we look outside of Christ, even after we're in Him initially, it it's like what Jeremiah talks about. We're We're digging in broken cisterns. Yeah. It, it means nothing. So yeah. uh, I think it was A.A. A. Hodge. He, he, I'm going to paraphrase it, but he said, all Christian theology starts and stops with the person and the, and the finished work of Christ. Wow. And yeah. in all other theologies, especially in this passage, election, predestination, you know, lavish love on us, it, it all starts and stops with the person of Christ. Yeah. And so it's so key to, to always constantly be under or be in that lane of Christ. Yep. So. Yep. I appreciate that about you, Zach. You know, you're a very focused guy, and, and even just in what you just said, that that quote, bringing us back to the center, bringing us back to Christ, bringing us back to his his finished work on the cross, 
reminds me of the quote um, that we used on Sunday morning from Sinclair Ferguson, right? Author and pastor. He basically says that everything that we experience, uh, you know, falls apart if we don't have the correct understanding of our relationship with God the Father and what that does in, in our perspective of ourselves and of the world around us and then ultimately of our, of our Heavenly Father. Um, okay, so let's go there a little bit. We, we talked on Sunday morning right out of this text, uh, verse 5 and 6, right? He predestined us for, number one, adoption, and then uh, verse 6, to the praise of his glorious grace, we've been accepted. So adopted and accepted. And Zach, one of the reasons I asked you to kind of have this conversation with us is because you, you are adopted. And I didn't know that before just a couple of weeks ago and I was asking around a little bit and somebody said, yeah, I think ZMAX has been adopted. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know if, if you want to share a little bit of that story, uh, because this picture of adoption is so very important to Paul. And I think there's some real uh, spiritual correlations, illustrations, connections for us. So can you share a little yeah. bit of that? Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you the kind of the high level. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Not the granular details, but yeah, I do know this. Uh, I was born in a hospital in Pusan, South Korea. Oh my goodness. Which I know maybe in a hospital is not a big piece of the pie, but in South Korea at the time, my understanding is that was a very, very big deal. Mm. I have two adopted sisters and one of them I know was found on a doorstep. Wow. So to be born in a hospital, wow. to have like uh, papers. I actually had a, a, a Korean name, Kim Ki-hoon. Oh, I'm using that <laughs> yeah. from now on. No, oh, don't. it's no longer Z-Mac. It's Kim Ki-hoon. <laughs> so, uh, so you were given a new name. A new name. Oh, there's something there's there, right? huge yeah. parallels, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're born in a hospital, South Korea. Um, I was in foster care for about nine months or so. And then, yeah, and just the providence of God, Mike and Becky McGregor, oh halfway across the world in another country you know they couldn't have kids and they wanted to have a son and so they reached out to the holt agency okay and then yeah the, the rest is history and um honestly when you asked me to do this I, I started to think about more of that and yeah i can honestly say just like the psalmist i mean the lines have fallen in pleasant uh, places for me wow i mean to, just to think about it, it was an international adoption, so everything did change, yep. you know, through that adoption process. So, yep. yeah. So Zach has j- just an amazing theological mind, but obviously this is very personal to him as well. But I, 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 lo- I just love how you highlighted a couple of those things. The new name, you know, everything changed in, in international adoption. You know, God just put everything together there. And so how, how does that, and, and get as personal as you want to here, you know, I, I know you've got a great relationship with, with the Lord, but tell us a little bit about what that does for you as you think about your relationship with God the Father. You've been adopted physically, but being in Christ, you've been adopted spiritually as well. How, how do you make those correlations? Yep. Yeah, I guess the first thing is in my own adoption story, yeah. uh, I have, I've did nothing. Sure. Uh, I have been made an active participant in the life of Mike and Becky McGregor on earth. Huh. And then spiritually speaking, you know, the ultimate adoption, you know, I have done nothing in that as well. I've just been made an active participant through what the triune God has done, through what Christ has done on the cross, on my behalf, in my place. He's procured everything that you and I would ever need for salvation. Yeah. And then 
and the fact that he shares that glory with us as co-heirs with him, it's just, it's next level. Wow. You know? Um, and again, just thinking about, um, adoption really is one of those crown jewels, you know, in all theology. I mean, I'm a big church history guy. I love Luther and the reformers. And, you know, they would say justification is the chief doctrine. And if it falls, everything falls. The Mm -hmm. Christian message goes away. And I understand that. But in adoption, it's, it's almost greater kind of what you were talking about on Sunday to be, to be loved, to be accepted, to be cared by, and to call God your father. That's even greater than to be right with the judge of heaven. I mean, it's, it's the crown jewel, man. It's it is amazing, job. right? It is amazing. Can we can we dig in a little bit into what you said about um, we've been the recipient of all these blessings? You know, Ephesians chapter one and 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 all through Scripture, right? We've been we have been adopted. We have been made accepted. So God is doing this to us without any human reason, without any cause, without any. Uh, anything that we've done to earn this, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And and you you said that's part of your own adoption story. Why is that difficult, maybe, for a culture like ours, maybe every culture, to accept something that is a gift that we don't have to earn? Yeah, boy, that's a good question. Yeah, um, I, yeah. Ultimately, just our sin nature just has something built into us that we have to perform or achieve yeah. or have to give and take yeah. it's always that but but in the gospel i mean the beauty of it is it's it's a free gift yeah um i don't know if that no i think <laughs> i think that, i think that's exactly it you know i work for something and i get something in return i earn something and i get a reward for that that's the ephesians 2 8 and 9 right yeah it, this is given to us by grace through faith not so that we could boast mm-hmm. it's, it's not our works yeah i was talking to a guy this morning and he said that uh, his his story before christ is that he just kept trying harder trying harder trying harder to do what God wanted him to do, and then and then finally realized it's not about anything that he could try to do or anything that he could achieve, but that God had made him acceptable in God's sight. Yeah, you brought it out too on Sunday. I thought this was a wonderful point, but uh, uh, we are clothed in the perfect righteousness of Christ yeah. through that double imputation through the gospel. Um, we we credit our sin to Him, and then He goes to the cross on our yeah. behalf, and then yeah. He. The result of that, he credits us with his perfect righteousness. I mean, that is, that's just wonderful theology. I mean, may we behold God's servant. May we delight in him, you yeah. know, because of what he's done. So, yeah. One of the things that, uh, I, that I think God um, brought out this last week as I was working on this, and I think comes right out of this passage, is that when God sees you, if you're in Christ, he sees Jesus. Yeah. And that just, it just blew my mind that when God looks at me, who, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a sinner, I sin. God doesn't see a sinner, he sees his son. He sees someone that's holy and, mm-hmm. and blameless in Christ, which is just amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, there are just incredible privileges of being in Christ. When we're adopted, Zach, what are some of those privileges, like real practically... Um, you know, it's, 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 it's early in the week right now. We've got people doing all kinds of stuff. They, they may be watching this at home. They may be on a run. They may be looking at this at work or whatever. Uh, what are the privileges practically that we get from being adopted as sons 
of the Father. Yeah. Well, like you, you teased out in on Sunday, we have all the rights and privileges yeah. of a biological son, even though we're outside or ethnically not in. But again, because of his sheer love, his sheer grace that he extended towards us, he shares all of that. Yeah. The, the benefits and the blessings of all of the rights and the privileges if we were the firstborn. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing. So just, yeah, in my own life through that, um, yeah, nothing that I have done, but just Mike and Becky, mm. they, they took care of all of my needs, physically, spiritually, uh, everything was laid out more above and beyond, you know, and that's the picture that you see in our own spiritual adoption. Yeah. That in Christ, you have all of it. Um, which is wonderful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you, you and Stacy have two boys, right? Have, have either of them ever disobeyed you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good reminder, man. I got to go home and spank him right now. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Sorry, guys. Didn't, didn't mean to remind Dad of that one. <laughs> but uh, you love them, even though you have to discipline them, right? In fact, because you love them, you have to discipline them sometimes. Exactly right. We got to keep them in line. <laughs> So even though um, even though they disobey, even though we have to discipline them, there's nothing that they could ever do that would ever no. make you not love them. Yep. Right. Yeah. And as adopted as an adopted son, you get that same relationship with your adoptive parents. Yep. And yeah. and now spiritually that same relationship with your with your spiritual father. Yeah. I mean that's why it's that greatest privilege for the believer to be adopted into his family. I mean, just think about it this way. All things were created by God, yeah. but not all things can call God their father. I mean, that, that's where that adoption mm. is so key. We can cry out, like you mentioned, Abba, Father, you, you brought that out, and that is next level. But yeah, um, definitely discipline is definitely a big part of my own story, <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, you know, with in our own spiritual walk and our ultimate adoption, God definitely throws the hammer down every now and then and I need it. So yeah. And God disciplines the ones he loves. that he loves. Right. 12, well, yeah. yeah. Why do we do that as parents? Yeah. Again, just hopefully to be a model yeah. uh, of our heavenly father and, and our, yeah, our comportment towards our kids, our wives, our people in the marketplace. I mean, the way you interact with the marketplace or your kids or your family mm-hmm. It, and in one sense, it is giving them a sense on how you have perceived your father to have dealt with you. Yeah, absolutely. Heaven, our heavenly father yeah. to deal with you. It's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's big time. Okay, so we're adopted in Christ, mm-hmm. right? And then we're also accepted in Christ. Those of us who are in Christ are accepted because Christ is accepted, right? Yeah. I sort of told a story about being on the outside of a group of teenagers and then being accepted because my cousin Aaron was accepted, right? Yeah. Have you ever felt like you were on the outside of anything? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I will I will say this and give a shout out to the folks at Sailorville. I mean, never once have I ever felt unaccepted here. Just you can tell people really love the Lord and they they've been saved by grace mm. and they just view everybody as saved by grace. You know, we're all sinners and saved by grace. So Yeah. Thanks for loving us. <laughs> but, yeah, I can't think of a specific time, but I'm sure it's happened many times over. <laughs> I was uh, I was thinking about this this morning. You know, we when when we forget that we are accepted in Christ, 
if we're accepted by God in Christ, then we search for acceptance in other people and in other things, right? So we search for acceptance in how much money we make or acceptance in a girlfriend or a boyfriend or acceptance in our kids. You know, we, yeah. we want our kids to accept us. And so if our identity is not found in Christ, then we look for that identity in being accepted by someone or something else. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. serious, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, you mentioned this kind of going back a little bit, but I mean, God the Father delights in his son. Yeah. And if you and I are in Christ, we can gather very, very confidently and safely that he then delights in us. Yeah. And he loves us and accepts us. I mean, because we're in Christ. Yeah. Outside of Christ. I mean, <laughs> pray for that guy. <laughs> but, which which of these two um, has been most meaningful to you? You this adoption and the acceptance. You know, as as we read through this passage, as as you think about your relationship with God. Which one of these is, if you can do that even, can you say, man, this adoption thing really struck me? Or just being accepted in Christ. I don't have to search for acceptance somewhere else. That's been really meaningful. Can you can you pick one or the other? Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, it's not kind of two sides of the coin. Sure, but yeah. the, definitely the one side that I, I think to and go to immediately was just, again, if you are in Christ, I mean... God the Father loves His Son, so if you and I are in Him, He has eternally loved you, and nothing has stopped Him from uh, displaying that love mm. to you. And just the whole idea of, you know, He's going to say later in the text there that He has lavished His love on yeah. us. I mean, that's the strongest language you could say, and you know, ultimately that He demonstrates that very, very clearly through the cross. Mm. Um, all all of his infinite and transcendent and divine love is, is we can clearly see at the cross that mm. God, the father would not stop to adopt you into his family. He crushed his own son, mm. you know, and his son was the ultimate servant. His son could be the ultimate sacrifice in our place on our behalf. So it's, um, yeah, I just think thinking about the love idea and just that overwhelming, um, infinite, transcendent, divine love just poured out to us, and we see it through the Son Jesus. And ultimately, when we're in Christ, we can gather that that is He loves us, you know. And then we now can cry out to Him as our Father. Yeah, so. yeah. Those those of you um, that have been in the hospital room when your baby was born, right? Or maybe you've held an adopted child for the very first time, or you've been involved in foster care, like Zach mentioned as well. Um, you know, when you look at, when you hold that kid for the very first time, it's just amazing to to have that um, love connection with that human being that you didn't even know before. That you almost feel like you've known them forever, right? You you love somebody that you've never even met before, and. It's like in that moment, I don't know about you, Zach, but when I held my son for the first time, I'm like, nothing is going to take this kid away from me. You know, I'm going to give this kid everything I possibly yeah. can because I want to just give him more and more and more. I want him to be the happiest kid in the face of the planet. But I look at that child, I look at my son and, and realize that's how God looks at me because that's how he looks at his son, Jesus. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. Let's lift his son up as high as we possibly can. <laughs> yeah. 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 
He has procured everything mm-hmm. for us. Zach, okay, so you you mentioned the marketplace. You work in the marketplace, right? You've got a full-time job, mm-hmm. uh, wife, family, you're in our community. Uh, how do you do that? Let's, let's take it from the lofty, you know, uh, uh, this, this is, this is the great goal here and, and help our people that are watching and listening to this understand this is how we lift up Jesus. This is how we react to being in Christ, like on a regular basis as a, as a dad, as a mom, as a guy that works in the marketplace, as somebody that's in the community, just give us a couple quick hitters on how do we do what you just said, lift up Christ in, on a daily, in a daily, in our daily lives. Yeah. Well, I, first thing that kind of comes to mind in that question is just truly be thinking of the glory of Christ and Uh and of the glory of God um, daily, moment by moment, if you possibly can. You know, I'm thinking of Colossians chapter three, you know, we're in or hidden in Christ, you know, think of things above, march to that drumbeat of eternity. And then the other one, yeah, just as Christ is front and center in your own life, the, the, the uh, the the mastery of sin is broken, but the presence of sin is still around. Yeah, and so we live in a fallen and fallen world, like like mm-hmm. Bonhoeffer said. Mm-hmm. So it just it does give you good perspective on things. Um, and again, I, you know, I'm thinking of to keep Christ front and center of your of your heart and mind. You know, you do see things a little bit more. Well, it does change everything, sure. and so you do see a touch of the divine and everything: the sun, the moon, the stars, your interaction with people. Yeah. Um, because it is, it, you know, it was all predestined. It was all ordained, you know, and I know Jonathan Edwards, he wrote later in his life, the history of redemption, which is kind of nerdy I am, but like he, <laughs> um, he, he would say, you know, all of this is redemptive. Yeah. Everything podcast to, to everything. It's, yeah. it's all redemptive. And so that does kind of give you perspective as you're in the marketplace and yeah. lifting up Christ. So. so that has incredible um, impact on how you view your boss, your coworkers, your teammates, your roommate, your people that you interact with at the grocery store, your insurance agent, your bank, your, you know, everybody that you rub shoulders with, everybody you talk to online, everybody that you see face to face, how you interact with politics and, and the economy and how you interact with your family and people in your life that are believers and people that aren't believers. All, all of that perspective is shifted based on being in Christ. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's all redemptive. It's all for his glory. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets wow. you, it basically gets you off of your own glory. All the things we kind of talked about, behavior-based, climbing the ladder in America, you know, it, it, it shifts you from that and it gets you on to his glory, yeah, his kingdom. Yeah. So. Well, Zach, I want to give you the last word here and, and basically just to, um, just to help us understand what, uh, what it means to be outside of Christ and maybe to speak to somebody that's watching or listening today that would say, I do I don't think I'm in Christ. What do I need to do? What am I missing by not being in Christ? And what do I need to believe, to do, to trust? How do I get to be in Christ? Yeah. You, first and foremost, yeah, you look to Christ. Uh, I mean, he has flung the door of mercy wide open. You and I look to Christ. We cry out to him. Um, and then the Spirit of God will open the eyes of your heart. Christ will become beautiful. You'll recognize what he has done for you and your place on your behalf. Yeah. Just look to Christ. Yeah. Um, yep. 
that's just a great place to end right there, I think. Uh, look to Christ. You know, when God sees us, sees you, if you're in Christ, he sees Jesus. And so we respond by looking to Christ. Yeah. Whether you're a believer, whether you're a Christian, or you're not a Christian yet, <laughs> the response is to look to Christ. Yeah. Man, that's really good. Zach, thank you so much. Uh, for being part of this today. Uh, Pleasure. Your, your story is just unbelievable what God has predestined in your life, right? He set out the path in your life to help you and help others around you be more like Jesus. And I'm grateful for your friendship. I'm grateful that Absolutely. you're here at Sailorville. And thanks for sharing um, your, your insights with us uh, on this podcast today. Thank you so much, my friend. Thanks. And thank you to you folks for being a part of this as well. God bless.